Welcome to the Move Forward Podcast with Dr. Kim Moss. We're absolutely passionate and committed to equipping believers to move forward in their life with Jesus, their careers, and their family. Each episode is designed specifically with you in mind to help you overcome the obstacles you're facing and truly move forward. We know you'll love this episode. Here's your host, Kim Moss. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Move Forward Podcast. Uh, As usual, I am your host, Dr. Kim Moss, and we are in the third part, the third episode of a series we're calling Intercession and Effective Prayer uh, for the Elections for America, but you can apply it to your nation for sure. The first first, uh, episode, we talked about actually the basics of prayer, and we talked about how to center yourself, how to how to begin to listen to the Holy Spirit. In the second uh, session, in the second episode, we talked about smart and discerning prayers, and at the end, we prayed for you for the infilling of the Holy Spirit, and I'm looking forward to hearing some of those. We actually broke out into healing because the Holy Spirit just sort of began to move us in that direction, and so it was very exciting, and that was really fun. This week, I still have with us our guest for the last uh, for the last two and for this final third uh, episode in the series, Dr. Jeanette Storms. Welcome, Dr. Jeanette. We're so glad to have you again this time. Yes, I'm so glad to be here. It's so <laughs> fun to be do things with you, Kim. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mama Nettie Storms is my spiritual mom, and uh, and she has been a really important part of my walk with Jesus. She's an ordained pastor with. Um, with the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. She has degrees from both Fuller Seminary and Regent University. She has a doctor in ministry uh, from uh, in the areas of women's leadership and the charismatic. And she is just all around amazing. And if you have never heard her preach or minister, you are missing out. This woman is full of fire. She teaches, uh, she taught at the University, oh, it's not university anymore. It used to be the King's College and Seminary. Now it's the King's University. And uh, it is it is um, based in Texas at Robert Morris's church, but used to be based in, in Van Nuys. That's how I met you. And uh, under Pastor Jack Hayford, who founded the university. But also she teaches at GATS, the Global Awakening Theological Seminary, Dr. Randy Clark. And she teaches other places as well. She has planted churches in America and Japan and in London in the UK. And uh, she has done many, many things in her over 50 years of apostolic and prophetic ministry. So I'm so glad to have you, Jeanette, with us today. Now, today, we want to talk about specifically intercessory prayer for the nation, our nation, and you can apply it to any nation, of course. I have had the privilege of going with uh, Mama Nettie to other nations and praying for the spiritual identity and spiritual heritage and spiritual inheritance, calling it forth in various nations. And it has been great, great fun. So today I wanted to talk a little bit with her about how do we begin to do something like that. And in a time like this, where we are entering into the thick of the election season, a very important election time. And you know, the 2020s, we haven't entered just a new year. We haven't even entered just a new decade, but we really have entered into a new era. There's a new era happening. That's why there's so much conflict and there's so much turmoil right now. It's like a bumpy ride getting into the next place. 
also, um, if you've been listening to my podcast, you know that um, we are right now at the intersection of not only an inter uh, institutional shift that happens in our country every 80 years. And if you wanna learn more about that, look up George Friedman, and he has a book called The Coming Storm uh, to, the, to America, The Coming of the Storm, Anyway, something like that, but you'll find it, George Friedman. And he talks about that every 80 years, our country goes through an institutional shift, which really causes a lot of conflict in the culture and society as we begin to remake and remold ourselves. But also every 50 years, we go through an economic shift. And there are more scholars than just George Friedman that talk about that economic shift. And that comes every 50 years. And interestingly enough, for the very first time, in the history of the United States, both of these shifts are concurrent, meaning they're happening in the same decade. They usually happen over the course of a decade over, uh, and they start when the decade begins and they're finished by the time the decade through. So we have entered into that time and we're already seeing some of that happen. But interestingly enough, we've also experienced COVID. Oh my goodness, who could have foreseen a pandemic coming. I think there were a few prophets who did. And then, of course, we've had the death of George Friedman, which just highlighted the race relations in our nation. And so there's all kinds of conflict going on about that. And God wants us to really listen to his Holy Spirit and be a part of whatever change he wants to bring to the church so that we can once again be powerful and influential. Add on top of that, most of the prophets are hearing, myself included, that we are in the midst of a visitation of God to cause a global reset so that God can move by his Holy Spirit because there is a move of God that is already beginning and so many things are going to come out of that move like for example um, Bob Jones says a billion soul harvest which means a huge evangelistic movement is coming and I myself have heard that there's a holiness movement coming there's a move of women coming within this move of the of God that's happening right now so so much is coming and it's time for us to be ready and prepared part of that preparation and part of us being ready is interceding for what's going on in our nations because we want our nations to be ready to receive a move of God. And so a presidential election is a very important time. So that's one of, part of my first question, Mama Nettie. Now that I said all that, I want to bring you in on this conversation. And I want to ask you, um, with the elections on their way, how important is it that we pray in a time like this? Does it even matter if we pray? Does it matter if we vote? Does any of that matter? Oh, absolutely it matters. Absolutely it matters. You know, I think it was last time I talked about how we're created in the image of God and he has given us dominion and authority. Yeah. And, and, you know, this is, this, is, this is his creational purpose with why he created us, is to give us dominion and authority. It's like he created in the beginning this beautiful space for man to exist in, even put him in a garden. But there, I mean, what did he do for Adam? He gave him the authority to name all the animals, to understand the characteristics of these animals. So it was like, that's a beginning kind of little picture of the way that God was giving, that, that illustrates some of the authority that God gave man even from the beginning yeah so 
I'm sure I'm sure your tea is good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so and that, then my Brazil cup. Oh, your Brazil cup. Okay. <laughs> I love Brazil. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Yeah. And we are praying for Brazil right now because they're being so hit so hard right now. Yes. And I like it's just just the enemy trying to detract from the wonderful revival that is is happening there. So when we're talking about prayer, yes. this is just a little aside, but we do need to pray for our brothers and sisters and pastors that are in Brazil right now. Yes. Okay. So so you know, Adam and Eve were placed in this special place. And then he gave them a garden to tend. He gave them something to do. But he gave them the authority to do that. Okay? So, you know, to me, what we need to do is discern where God has placed us. Last time I talked a little bit about discernment. How discernment is a gift of the Holy Spirit. But we need the eyes to understand um, because of it, all of us, if we begin to think and ask God for discernment, we will see different things in our life that indicate who we are, you know? So one of the things that uh, we can discern is where do we live? Why do we live where we live? Why did God put us in the space where we live? It was always funny when I went to the Kings, um, you know, Kim always introduced herself as as a housewife or a person from Moore Park, you know, and sometimes that would bother me because I thought, Kim, you are so much more than that, you know, but she was growing up into her identity and authority. And the Kim that you see now is not the Kim that I saw when she first came. She has become a different woman, a different woman of God, because she has discovered and learned how to use her authority. And right. even even if you look at the last podcast, when she was just obeying the Holy Spirit and speaking healing into our lives, and the first the first you know thing that she that she mentioned is something that I have been been you know wrestling with physically, and and it was just so spot on. Why is that? That's because Kim has learned how to use her authority. She's learned how to, she's moved up a level. I mean, she's a whole different person than she was when I first knew her. Well, that's what God wants for each of you. A lot of us, we come to the Lord, but we just sort of live on this plane. I want to say, I don't want this to be demeaning, but it's kind of mediocrity. We are satisfied with the same old, same old. We are satisfied with letting other people define us instead of being who the Holy Spirit defines us as, you know. So, so learning our authority. So I discovered over the years that there are many things that indicate our authority. Because when you know, when you know some of the things where, I mean, when you know what some of the spheres, if I could say of your authority are, then you have more strength and authority and discernment and favor in praying into those areas, okay? So Kim is in Moore Park. I actually live in a very different part of the city. I live in Los Angeles in the downtown part, very close to the center of the city. And it's kind of a famous part of the city uh, at, at least there have been different 
chapters in the life of Los Angeles that have made this part of the city famous because it's Echo Park. Well, this is the place where I live. I physically live across from Angelus Temple, okay? Angelus Temple was built in 1923 by Amy Simple McPherson, who started the Foursquare denomination, but it, she didn't mean to start a denomination. She meant to start a movement, okay, of people that would be filled with the Holy Spirit and, and experience the presence and the power of God. But I live across from that, okay? So, you know, and then Kim, of course, God has expanded her level of influence to the nations. So she has more than, than uh, you know, more park to pray for. She lifted up her mug of Brazil. But this is a place that she prays for. Why? Because God opened doors for her to go there, and then he has knit her heart to that place. And so she has authority there to pray for that nation and to bring the power and the presence of God to that nation. But in like manner, you know, she, she is still in more part. And so she has authority to pray into the life of that city or the life of that area, which is Ventura County in Los Angeles. Okay. So each one of you uh, watching this are in a very specific place, okay? Uh, so you need to identify, you know, where you are. Sometimes we feel like, and in fact, when I first went to live in Echo Park, it did not please me a lot. And sometimes it doesn't please me a lot today because there's a lot of stuff that happens in that part of the city. But it is a, it is a, it was a, it is a significant center for revival historically. And I believe that's why God has put me there and then has given me favor with ministries in that part of the city. Why? Because he wants me to pray into existence what he wants done there. You know, we can look at the question, well, if God is God, isn't he just going to do what he wants to do? Well, he could if he wanted to, but that's not the way he created the world. That's not reality according to the way that the Bible pictures the world. The Bible pictures that God made us in his image, but he made us to rule on the earth. But then he, even in the book of Genesis, it talks about how he assigned different people to different areas of the world. You know, it, it's, this, this is his, this is his grace. This is his blessing, okay? So wherever you are in the world, it is a place that God has a destiny for that place. God has a purpose, but a lot of us, we spend so much time being unhappy with where we are instead of discerning, why did God put me here? So one of the things that happened to me that was significant when I first moved into that part of the city was that um, and I was just in kind of in a little studio apartment. Uh, it was very small, but it had a long patio that extended all the way out to the front of the building. And that patio was probably at least 40 feet. It might've been 50 feet long. But at the front of that, when you went there, you could look right over the lake. And in the middle of that lake, there is a fountain. And so the first two times I visited that place, I looked out 
I was just looking at the lake, but I was trying to discern, God, are you bringing me here or not? I don't know if I belong here. You know, I'm kind of, I, I really, I didn't want to look there. So anyway, but I look at the lake and I see in the fountain this huge rainbow, I think. I can't believe my eyes, you know. What am I looking at here? It was like, I can't believe it. And it, this thing begins coming in my mind that rainbows have to do with covenant. They have to do with blessings. They have to do with promises, you know, because the rainbow is put there as a promise to all the world, okay? So um, I, I tried to push that out of my mind, okay? The next time I went there, I looked at the lake. I also saw a huge rainbow. And so I asked the the person, because I, I lived with another person uh, at that time, um, we were sharing this, this space. And uh, so I asked her about it, and, and she was another teacher at the King's University. But I said, have you ever seen a rainbow in the lake? She said, no, I never saw one. I said, well, I've seen one twice. And then it, it just so amazing to me in that part of the city that it came to be almost every day I would see a rainbow. But God was saying to me, what? All of the promises that I have, I have, you know, made all of the prophecies I have made over this city about revival. All the prayers that have been prayed at this church, Angelus Temple. And I only live five blocks away from Bonnie Bray uh, House, where the whole Pentecostal revival started in America in 1906. I just live a few blocks from that. And it's like, God has put me at the center of convergence to pray. But a lot of what I do is that I remind him of his promises there. Well, a lot of you don't realize that the place where you live is, is a place of promise. It, it, I don't care how many problems are there. It's a place of promise. And uh, and, and I started on this journey of discerning the spiritual gifts of cities and discerning the spiritual gifts of places because we have spiritual gifts, but places have spiritual gifts and destinies as well. And so I began on this journey when I lived up in Sacramento. I lived there for 11 years and I began on this journey of leading people in prayer journeys and, and, and praying for cities and praying for areas and I, I, I had a small book that I'd gotten from, you know, it was by John Dawson and it was Taking Your Cities for God. And that book's probably 20 years old now. But one of the things that impressed me about that is he said, discern the, the gift of your city. And so as I reflected on the word sacrament, because Sacramento is like sacrament, and the word sacrament has to do with blessing. And the word sacrament is a, is a means of the grace of God. Some churches, more like the Catholic Church and more of the more formal churches, they have certain sacraments. But what is a sacrament? The church sees that as something through which the grace of God is imparted to you. So when you even take communion or the Lord's Supper in church, the grace of God is imparted to you. And even when you have we have baptism in water. That's just not an empty ceremony being dunked under the water or having water placed on you. No, it, it means that you're being inducted into the family of God. 
It's like going to court and uh, a family has adopted you and Christ has adopted you into his family. And so, you know, when a child is adopted, the parents just can't take the child and say, well, I'm adopting this child. Kim and I have a friend that adopted two beautiful little twin girls, but they had to wait for six months before they could do that. And it is so interesting because the adoption ceremony was on the very day of, of our friend's birthday, okay? But they couldn't just say, well, these little girls were given to us by their mother, they're ours, no. They're, they needed to do something because that was a matter of establishing that. So even when we talk about water baptism, it is a means of God's grace that is establishing in us and it is a sign to the family around us that I am now part of the family of God. My identity has changed, okay? So I began to see the city of Sacramento, a means of God's grace. But it's unfortunate that, that the enemy wants to pervert the destiny of every location and city, just as he wants to pervert our, our uh, you know, gifts and he wants to pervert what is our destiny. So sometimes he gets us to settle for second best or something that looks like that into what is really his ultimate goal for us, okay? So if, you know, the enemy will get us satisfied with the good instead of the best. A lot of us are just comfortable with, with the comfort. You know, we, we enjoy the comfortable, and so we never excel, okay? And I always wanted to be a woman of excellence and a woman of substance. Um, that was kind of, someone kind of prophesied that over my life at one time. He didn't know he was prophesying that because this wasn't really a very mature believer, but he was a student at the Bible college up there in Sacramento. And he said, this is what I see in you, okay? So sometimes we need people to speak into our life, to speak what is our gifts, and we need to become people who say, that's what I want, so I embrace it. Well, in like manner, we have to discern what is the gift of America? We're talking about the election season, aren't we? Okay, what are the gifts of America? So part, and Kim knows this, and we've done this before. When we went to Paris, when we went to Orleans, when we went to Montpellier, when we went to the Savant, when we went to Rome together, all of these places, Kim traveled with me on these trips. And uh, as we went there, we would ask, what is the history of this place? But what did God do in this place? So we were in this kind of obscure place in the mountain called the, the Savon in France. Well, this was the epicenter of the French Huguenot revival. And the French Huguenot revival was a... Um, it was a spirit-filled revival. There was prophecy. There was healing. There was the gift of the spirits. There was the gift of the spirit. And most people don't realize in the history, because we think that France is a Catholic nation and always has been, but that's not true. Because right after the Reformation, 48% of the population of France was Huguenots, okay? So, but we went to this kind of epicenter of this revival. But but by looking at the past, we could begin to pray 
you could begin to redig that well and pray for the blessings of God to be outpoured. So this is a season for us as believers. Actually, the pilgrims made their covenant in 1620 when they came to America. Now we know that before 1620, there were other groups that had come to America. Among them was the Spanish, the St. Augustine in Florida. That's the oldest city that is still existent from that very uh, colonial period of time. It was founded by the Spaniards. North of that, uh, on, on St. John's River in, in Jacksonville, there was another community that already, had already established itself and they had been sent out by France and they were French Huguenots. But when the Spaniards came, they destroyed this other community. So we could say that one of the first movements of Europeans coming to America was a spirit-filled movement, but the enemy wanted to destroy it. And then after that, we know that in 1607, Jamestown was founded. And unfortunately in 1619, because this is a lot of the history that has been unearthed recently, but in 1619, the first group of 20 indentured servants, but it became slaves, were brought to America. That was before 1620. But that does not negate the covenant that God made with, with our nation in 1620, because now we are 400 years later. So the roots of America are really mixed roots when you look at it historically. But this much is true. When you look at those two roots, you see two roots of righteousness and you see two roots of evil, don't you? You see that root that wanted to destroy, that religious spirit that wanted to destroy this spirit-filled movement that came with the French. And you also see that unrighteous root of slavery that was put in our nation. But that does not negate these other two roots. Okay, that does not negate the spirit-filled root that was brought in by the Huguenots when they came as the earliest community of Europeans sent out to America. That does not negate the, the, the covenant that, that the, the, the Pilgrim Fathers, you know, made. It's true that in our history, we have only looked at that if we're not careful. But you know, you know, if nothing else, what has happened recently is bringing us to terms with that history. And sometimes even in our own life, you know, it's kind of hard for a child that was raised with an abused parent or maybe a drunken parent to come to terms with that history, isn't it? And that's why sometimes some people, when they grow up, it's very difficult for them because they have to come to terms with not only the good uh, in their parents, but also some of the negative. I think maybe that's what God's doing for us. At least that's what I'm discerning, because we're talking about discernment. Now, you may not agree with me. What I'm saying now, you may not agree with. Please don't pick on Kim if you don't agree with me, okay? Please don't pick on her ministry if you don't agree with me right now. I will be responsible for what I say, but, I think that getting the broader picture helps us to pray more effectively. So I started, I started out here talking about, we have authority to pray over the land. If you own land in the city, you have authority to pray over that city. If you own, uh, when you own things, it, it, it helps you 
to pray over over that place. So um, it's very, you know, I know I'm going here too far. So yes, Kim, yeah. <laughs> You're not going too far, Nettie. I just wanted to interject something. I wanted to say that um, God is never afraid to deal with woundedness or evil or sin. He is not, he is not deterred by that. He is not worried about that in any way. He doesn't like it. And so it is always his intention to redeem. Our God is a redeemer. Our God is a healer. Our God is our savior. Our God is a deliverer. This is our God. Our God is love. And in his goodness and in his kindness and in his justice, he will allow us to see some of the things that have been wrong so that we can pray into them, we can act into them, we can begin to heal those wounds. So when we look at our nation, and we see some of the things that we know are not quite right. Whatever, whatever aisle, side of the aisle you stand on, I think that we can all agree that there have been things in our country that are not perfect. There have been things in our country that have been downright evil. There are things in our country that are downright glorious and beautiful because God put them. But you know, God raises up nations just like he raises up kings. And if we really believe that, and we do, then what we want to do is we want to look at America as a nation that God raised up. And what is it that he raised us up for? What was the original purpose and intent? What was the spiritual roots of good and kindness and and redemption that God planted here and maybe the enemy came in maybe maybe people sinned maybe all of these things but see this is where we want to pray and intercede the redemptive purposes of God whether we are praying for a family member whether we are praying for a, a city, a nation, another people group, an issue like racism, whatever we're praying for, we're going to pray the redemptive work of God into that situation. And this brings me to another point, because I kept thinking about this when you were talking, Mama Nettie, um, and I'm not afraid to, to talk about about uh, the racial the racial divide in our country and how God wants to heal it. I think God has allowed the highlight to come because he wants to do something new. Yeah. I think yeah. the enemy has jumped all over it. And I think that he brings lots of noise so that what happens is that we listen with defensiveness so we can't hear each other and that, and that redemption can't come. But I think God is gonna win in this. I think God wants to really bring some healing in a new way and not just in the issue between black and white because you listen, there are there is prejudices against women. There's prejudices against other colors. There's prejudices, all, all kinds of them. You could name them, they're, they're three miles long. And um, God is always, always about redeeming those wounds in, in his people right? Yeah. And making a spotless bride. So I'm not afraid to talk about that. But this is what I was thinking. I was thinking about how uh, a lot of times we talk about the enemy. And, um, and the enemy is Satan. And he is, he is an accuser and he's a liar. And his only, his only uh, nature, his only uh, mode of operation is to steal and to kill and to destroy. Now, 
there are those of us, especially, uh, especially if you're new to intercession, is that sometimes we sit and we begin to listen and we begin to exercise our discernment, right? And I remember this happened to me early on when I first started interceding. And suddenly I had a demonic visitation and vision. I saw that I saw a demon over my city. And thank goodness I had had good teaching before I ever went into this because otherwise I would have stood up and been like, you know, and come against some kind of territorial whatever. I hadn't learned the better way of intercession in coming in the opposite spirit and, yes. and praying in God's redemption. Because when we pray in God's goodness and redemptive, uh, redemptive ways and understanding according to his word, we pray scripture and all those things, it moves darkness out of its way because the enemy is not the same as God. He's not as powerful as God. And he has to yield to our God, and he has to yield to the authority of the Holy Spirit. And, and we never want to overstep our boundaries, right, as, and our authority. So, you know, I remember you said about what I used to call myself, I used to call myself the mom from Moorpark. And in many ways, I still feel like I am the mom from Moorpark. And what that meant, actually, it was belittling myself not that i think that being a mother is it's it's one of the highest callings and i love my children and i'm so proud and honored to have been a mother in my life and now a mother of spiritual children and a, and a grandmother um but i'm talking about like i i would belittle myself because i was actually becoming a scholar and a prophet and a minister of god an ordained pastor and i had a hard time seeing myself that way that's not so anymore um however learning our authority, not overstepping our boundaries of authority. See, the way I prayed then when I didn't have authority would be different than how I pray now, you know. Um, but if we follow the voice of the Holy Spirit, we will not ever get ourselves in trouble wrestling. Listen, the enemy would like nothing more than you get all caught up in calling out demons or wrestling yeah. with demons all day long. So you never pray in the redemptive purposes of God because if he can get you caught up in that and caught up in the noise and caught off guard you know then you never move forward into the greater things of God so that's all I wanted to add to this conversation and um, because I think that's actually what you were saying I just wanted to yeah. add my two cents and yes. and say that I I think it's, I, I understand exactly what you were saying. You were saying that in our country, we have roots that have, were established by God. And then we also had things come in that were established by evil. This is the way of the world because we live in a fallen world. This is not something unusual or unique to our country. We need to look at both things. We need to not, not, not err on one side. On the evil side, we need to not get caught up in looking only at that. We need to look, what did God purpose for our nation for good yes. and redemption? And let's pray into that and bring that, restore that back to our country. So with that, I want, I would like you to talk about the prayer points that you wrote out for us today. Yes. And why did you choose these particular prayer points? And then we're going to pray. Yeah, I confess that I get so energized by talking about some of these things and i i get into the macro picture instead of the picture that touches most of us so that's part of my gifting you know so anyway but yeah so kim and i um well um 
I first of all want to review three things that we need to believe. We need to deepen our knowledge about where we live and how we can pray over those areas. Because when we talk about praying for the election, it's also important who we are electing in local government, in state government, and uh, then not, not just in the national government, but even at the very local level, that determines a lot of the life, uh, you know, the freedom and other things that we have. In a, in, so, so learn to look not just at the big picture, but the picture around you. But as I said, we need to believe that we live where we do because God has a strategic first purpose. Okay, the second thing I wrote is God has a vision or a dream for that place. Okay, God has a vision or dream. I talked about Echo Park. And uh, recently, because of some things that happened in the park, and I had to become much more involved in the life of the community because there were so many that were camping in the park illegally, and it was really affecting the quality of life. And, and, and we began praying about that. But part of what emerged out of that is that I found out that, uh, you know, when Sister Amy was the pastor of that church in its heyday, they had five services every day. Now, that auditorium at that time seated 5,500 people. And there would have been all these people waiting in the park to get into the next service. People would line up and wait in the park. So that place was really a place, in my mind, I could hear all the wonderful conversations about what God was going to do, or people who would come out from the service talking about, oh, the healings that they had witnessed and other things like that. But that is the vision for that place. That is the vision for that place, that the vision of God for that park was it was to be a place, and Sister Amy herself said, it was to be a place of refreshing and renewal and restoration, a place where people could walk in the open air and even, you know, talk about God, okay? So understanding God's dream and God's vision for that place, and then believing that our, our prayers make a difference, okay? So we have to understand that we're coming from this place of belief and faith in this way. All right. Then when we think about our nation and trying to know how to pray for it, then I wrote out uh, six different points. And you don't need to use these every time you pray for our nation, but just maybe on one day of the week, focus on one of these, on another day of the week, focus on another, and so forth and so on. But the first one I wrote is, we need to pray for the unmasking of truth, for corruption to be revealed, and for the voice of the false prophet, whether in media, government, or any dimension, to be exposed and reviled. As, as we've already said, you know, in this session or in the other two sessions, with the COVID-19, with the George Floyd incident, with other things that are happening in our nation, things that probably have transpired uh, recently in all of our lives, but if we're not careful, we always hear a certain voice. But how can we hear the voice of God? I actively pray for false prophets, for their voices to be uh, stymated, for God to silence those, for God to give the body of Christ uh, a spirit of discernment to hear his truth, but the unmasking of truth uh, so that people can be settled and 
feel secure, okay? Pray for God to number number two. I want to say one thing. Yes. About that. Um, you know, the Bible says the truth sets us free. Yes. And so that's why we want to un unmask truth. See, when we pray that truth is unmask that that every hidden thing is revealed then we can come to the knowledge of the truth and then every bondage begins to be broken because we're set free from that thing then we know the truth the other thing is i want you to notice i want you to be very aware here that we are not talking about a false prophet in the democrat party or no. in the republican party no. or you know a certain person Listen, God knows who's false. I, I can't, I'm not supposed to judge motives. I'm not supposed to judge hearts. God does that. So we're going to let God do that. And let me tell you, Jesus is not Democrat or Republican. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is on his shoulders that the government is. And so we come to the king who has authority in all government, who sets kings in their places, and we ask him to root out any false prophet in any area of government on either side, on any party, third parties, fourth parties, I don't care who it is. So I don't want you to hear when we say these, uh, when we give you these prayer points that, that Dr. Storms and I have worked on, this is not, these are not partisan party lines. These are prayers that we pray to God who is above our government and who knows what we need and this nation needs at this time. Amen? Good. Yes. All right, go ahead, Nettie. Exactly. Thanks. Number two, pray for God to supernaturally open eyes and ears of those I wrote here who have been brainwashed or those who have just, you know, their minds have been so inundated uh, with, with a certain viewpoint. Uh, and all of us have, have viewpoints, and we admit that. But we come to the Lord and we say, I want to see as you see. I want to hear. And, and even a few weeks ago, I came not knowing how to react to certain things. God gave me a totally different perspective than I ha had ever thought of. I mean, it didn't come through my knowledge. It came from revelation, how God thought and what, how he saw things. So supernaturally opening eyes and ears or, or, or people who are just following the easiest path. You know, today there are, there are, you know, it's so easy because it seems like everyone's doing this. I'm going to do this. But is that the path we are to follow? You know, I, some Christians, they always take, I want to say the obstinate path, which is not the right path either. You know, if certain people believe or say certain things, I'm going to say the opposite. No, that's not the spirit of Christ either. We have to live in this different place. This is what the body of God is calling the body of Christ to, to live in a place of the prophetic. And what you see in scripture is that the prophets refused to just give voice to what all the other prophets were saying, okay? And yet, they, they, and they were willing to take the consequences of that, and yet they were so careful to hear what God said at the same time. So that's kind of, I think, where God is calling us. So having this discernment that we've talked about is so important. The next point is pray for spiritual leaders and prophets to the nation. There are certain people who are prophets to the nation, 
not everybody that calls themselves a prophet and every person that prophesies is a prophet to the nation. Okay? So those that have been called by God to be prophets to the nation, they see and they hear more accurately. Okay? Not every prophecy has the same level of authority because it depends on the gifting and the experience, the maturity of that person. And again, we need discernment in this. But pray for spiritual leaders and prophets to the nation to be empowered to hear and speak God's words. As we went through COVID, at the time of Passover, I felt like I really needed to hear. So I went to listen to certain voices that I do trust. Because sometimes we need to hear beyond just what we think, okay? But God needs to give you discernment there, all right? Pray for them not to be led astray by bias uh, and, and to receive clarity and wisdom to declare what God says. So I, I think this is a season. Uh, this is the year of the pay or of the voice. We're setting in place a new epoch of time. So as we do that, then we want to be careful uh, that, that the words that are spoken, because words are powerful, okay? So we want to pray for these people that God has given words to. Pray for those that function at high levels of government, whether you're the mayor, uh, you're the representative from your area, senators, governors, pastors and leaders, pastors and leaders, are gateways to their cities, are gateways to their communities. Pray for God to give them clarity of vision, a backbone, and willingness to speak out truth. Okay? Pray for people in the, in the pew. You know, we are the silent majority. We are the silent majority. But the silent majority has great power. Okay? So pray for the people in the pew, but pray for them not to be lopsided on one side or the other you know, but uh, not for our thinking to be confined, confused, or deluded, but pray for minds and emotions to be purified by the blood of Jesus. Part of what Kim and I have dialogued about, about what God is doing in this season. He's, what he is about, he's about righteousness. And I was just reading a scripture in Isaiah today that said, the judgments of God are to teach us about the righteousness of God. God permits certain things to be judged in, because why? He wants his righteousness to shine forth. And in the midst of what's going on in this nation, he wants his righteousness. He wants holiness to be established in our lives. And then pray for people who love righteousness to choose to vote and make their voice count. Your voice counts. Your voice counts. And I believe that each of us will be accountable to God for how we vote. I, I, want, I want to say that. I'm accountable for my actions in other areas. So I certainly am accountable to God. When you go into the voting booth, you are not being accountable to what your family thinks, what your church thinks, what your, your party thinks, if you have decided that you're either this or that. You are accountable to God. So pray for those who enter into the, that uh, election place before you go to the place for the election in a few weeks. Then pray as you're going in there. Don't even 
do anything until you take a little pause and you say, Holy Spirit, come help me to hear from you now and to vote according to how you want to do that. So these are some of the points that we have written that we hope will help you with this. That's so good, Jeanette. Thank you. And um, <clears throat> we are accountable for our vote. And, and we, have the, we have been given the opportunity to make our voice to be heard as yes. a vote. And so many people think that I'm just one person, what does it mean? But if everybody thought like that, then nobody shows up. And then a few people will choose our pre next president, will choose our next laws, will choose the next judges. All of these things are incredibly important in this moment in time as we are transitioning in a whole new era. And so it's incredibly important moment, very significant time in history. And so we need to be discerning. We need to pray smart prayers. We need to be interceding. And then we need to take the action. You said in either the first or the second episode that it's not just prayer, but we need to pray and then act on what we hear and what we know God is doing. And so voting is an action in this country that some other places around the world, they don't have that. They don't have that privilege. It's a sacred privilege. And so we need to vote. And listen, we need to vote according to God's ways and what God says, not according to our pocketbooks. Mm -hmm. It's just true, you know, and, uh, and you need to know what the, what is going on and what people stand for, what each governor, mayor, or city leader stands for, what they are going to bring into even, even to the forefront in our nation if they come into power because you voted for that and God will hold you accountable for that. Yeah. And, uh, and God is merciful and God is loving, but he's also just. And so we wanted to just take a few minutes of prayer. I want to I want to first pray for those of you who've been listening, and I want to thank you for listening. I think this is a really incredible, important time, and prayer is a really important thing. I heard toward the end of last year that there was going to be a whole new, uh, fresh anointing, wave of anointing that was going to come upon the prayer movement, and it would be coupled like never before with fasting. We've already seen that in the beginning of this year, but it is supposed to continue. Um, we need to pray and fast. If you don't know how to fast, we haven't covered it here, but it would be good to put fasting to work with intercession for this time in our nation. Uh, our nation needs to go in the right direction. And what's the right direction? I'm not going to tell you what that is. I'm going to tell you, well, I am going to tell you what that is. The right direction is whatever direction God says we're supposed to go in. That's the right direction whatever that looks like, whether you agree with it or not, doesn't matter because we need to agree with God. We need to agree with, with what he's doing. But I want to pray for you and I want to stir up your gift of intercession. I also want to, uh, I want to stir up and release over you a fresh impartation for prophecy, yeah. that your ears would be open so that you can hear the Holy Spirit, especially those of you who got filled with the Spirit last time. Um, yes. It's really important that you understand you've been given the gift of prophecy with the gift of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is a spirit of prophecy. Yes. Jesus said that he would come and he would tell you of things to come. He would remind you of everything that Jesus has taught us, but he would also tell you things to come, which means that we can hear our speaking God. He is still speaking today and that we can join him wherever he's working by saying the things that he says, by praying back to him the things that he wants to do, by listening to him on behalf of our nation, our cities, our families. 
Amen. Amen. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus right now, I just pray for every one of those who are listening right now in Jesus' name. I speak to their eyes and their ears, the eyes and the ears of the Spirit in Jesus' name, and I command them to be open. I just silence the voice of the enemy right now that would try and say to them that they do not have a gift of Holy Spirit, that they do not have a gift of prophecy, that they cannot hear the voice of the Lord. That's a lie from the pit of hell because you said, Jesus, that your sheep hear your voice. And so, Father, as your children, we have the privilege and the opportunity and the responsibility to hear your voice. So in Jesus' name right now, I speak to your eyes and ears. And I tell them to open up to the voice of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. I command an activation of your gift of prophecy and your ability to receive revelation right now in Jesus' name. I stir up the gift that is on you. And even though I'm not with you right now to put my hands physically on your body, by the Spirit, I put my hands upon you in Jesus' name. And I stir up the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the gift of prophecy and your ability to hear in Jesus' name. Jesus name. I cancel every assignment of the enemy to, to cause confusion and to bring you so much noise on the left and on the right in our country that you would be confused about what God wants. But in Jesus name, I speak clarity of mind. I speak uh, a moment of silence and and um, solitude and a clearing of the airwaves over you in Jesus' name. I just ask right now, Holy Spirit, that you would give them an opportunity to have a space of time and a place in their own home to go where they can spend time with you, have quiet time with you, and receive revelation in Jesus' name. And now, Lord, we ask that you begin to stir up a gift of intercession in your people, in Jesus' name, that they would understand, Lord God, that you have a plan for our nation, that you are not worried about the place that we're in. Actually, you have a solution, and we are to be part of that solution. So would you awaken their spirit? Would you awaken their passion? Would you awaken their mind and their thoughts, Lord God? Would you awaken, Lord God, their heart in Jesus' name, where there has been dullness because of information, information fatigue, where there's dullness, Lord God, because of crisis fatigue, where there's numbness and dullness because we've heard it all before and we've heard it so many times and we've heard the same thing over and over and over by the media, Lord, that we have actually become so familiar that now we disrespect anything that's being said. I'm asking God that you would put your fresh oil on your people to open their ears and their heart, make a soft to your moving, soft to your coming, any hardness of heart that has developed right now, in Jesus' name, I'm asking that you'd circumcise our hearts and you would replace our hearts of stone with a heart of flesh so that we can not only hear your voice, but we can be filled with compassion, Lord God, for our fellow Americans, Lord God, for our neighbors, Lord God, for our family members, Lord God, even those, Lord God, who we have been angry and felt offended and felt hurt by, Lord God, but we would now have a fresh compassion and understanding from you, God, that you want to work in this hour and you want to bring redemption. So we bring ourselves to you, Lord, 
and we say god redeem this situation redeem yes. our nation redeem yes. the the race issue lord god redeem lord god all prejudice lord god and make it right lord god redeem division in the church lord god and in our nation redeem god uh the the illnesses and the sickness and the covid 19 lord god redeem lord god everything that is happening in our nation to destroy it and tear it down when really god you want to build it up lord god but father we do ask that you would continue to shake those things lord god that have built themselves up that are not from you that are not part of your plan for our nation for our personal lives for our families god for all of these things in jesus name and now i'm gonna give it over to you Jeanette, and you pray however you like over our elections and over our nation, and I will agree with you in prayer. Yes, Father, we thank you so much that we have been given the privilege to live in this nation. Lord, so many things that we take for granted every day. I mean, the very fact that, that we just have the freedom to watch podcasts like this, the, the very fact that we have access to scripture, there's so much of it in our nation. And just like Kim prayed, our minds can get saturated with uh, all of the media. But if we're not careful, we have so many riches, you know, available to us from so many different places that we take all of that for granted. So first of all, we ask, Lord, that you would forgive us for taking for granted this wonderful, uh, you know, blessing that you've given us to be in this nation we also know that you created this nation to be a blessing to the nations. And we see how it's done that again and again. And we ask that you would continue that, God. And we ask, Lord, the broken places in our nation, let them be healed. And even as we talked about these things at kind of in the foundation of America, I believe, God, you have permitted that to be exposed at this time because you want it to be healed. I want to thank you, Lord, in my own personal journey with you. There were certain things in my life that you wanted to heal, whether it was trauma, whether it was uh, memories, whether it was different things. There were certain things in my life that you wanted to heal at different times, but you had a time and a season for that. And we declare by faith, we even decree that this is a time of healing the wounds of America. This is the time of healing the wounds of America, that you would come in this time to bind up and to mend and to make well, O oh God. You would come at this time and pour out your Holy Spirit. We've talked about that, 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 that revival that we are expecting. And, and, and when we think about revival, we, we are thinking about a time when God comes, and when God comes in those times, then what you do is sometimes you show us the past, but it's not to be painful, but it's to bind it up and to heal it. <laughs> and so, Father, we declare that this is a time when you are going to bind up our nation and you are going to heal it. And it seems like we are in the midst of a storm, but we declare that you are Jesus. And you have the power, the authority, and the ability to stand up in a ship as you did on the Sea of Galilee and to say, peace be still. So even in the hearts of your believers, let us see, let us perceive, 
let us understand what you are doing and within our hearts speak peace speak shalom i speak shalom over every person who is watching now in the name of the lord i speak the peace of god and i just thank you god that you are going to help us to be the people of god that can hear and see what you want to do and when it's our privilege to go and vote we will do that jesus and uh, and we thank you god that you're going to lead us through this lord we so believe that you're going to pour out revival and we have to go through this time of upheaval in order to bring us to that place but it's because you have that destiny for us wonderful wonderful showers of blessing that are going to be pouring down upon us and we trust you for that and we believe you for that and we're contending for that in prayer so even as as kim prayed let that spirit of of, of intercessory prayer that anointing to pray that anointing to pray a few weeks ago when i was praying with a group of women you anointed me with the with tears with weeping oh god and there are anointings that we have from you that have to do with praying i think it even takes an anointing in order to fast as we should that is a discipline and it is a choice but when you are guiding us in that direction god you make it easy for us to fast uh, lord it, you make it easy for us to to not partake of food or or to lay something aside sometimes even a media fast in order to come into your presence so show us oh god how to fast how to become part of a prayer movement to see god's purposes god's destiny god's uh god's plans come to pass his dreams come to pass in our nation in our state in our city in our families oh god do this in our families oh god this is this is to be a time of healing in our families and we thank you god that you know sometimes the the worst things in life turn out as we stand and look back on it it sometimes turns out to be the best things and i'm just prophesying that even over covid 19 in which we've had to stay at home with our families and look at the good bad and the ugly sometimes in our family and that's really true with the american family we're looking at the good bad and the ugly but why is that because you want to bring healing oh god you want to bring healing oh god so we will be able to look back on this season and said what the enemy meant for evil god meant for good because you were working in in all of these things that we have been passing through and we rejoice and thank you for that god and we believe that you're coming in grace and in glory and in healing to us in your name jesus amen well thank you so much for spending these three episodes with me jeanette it's been so much fun to be with you i always love being with you and uh, and you've given us great understanding now about how to begin to be intercessors for the nation for our families for cities and uh, for everything that happens so thank you so much for spending this time with me thank you thank you for the privilege all right so everyone if you want to look up if you want to look up Jeanette then you can find her at www uh, 
Kingdom Connection, spelled with an X, dot org. You can get her book, Connection, Spiritual Growth Through Relational Prayer, on her website. You can get her other book, Soaring Through Silence, uh, on Amazon.com, and I highly recommend both books. Very good. And, uh, and I want to thank you all for being with us. Listen, I, I hope that you will press in and pray. And uh, because we want, we want not just any president in this election. We want God's president. We want God to give us the president that he knows will take us into this next season uh, and bring in, allow in, and embrace the things that he wants to bring into our country. And so let's begin to pray. Let's pray, as she said, for all the mayors and the governors and the judges and all of those things, even as we pray for our families. Just Let's just invite him back in onto the throne of America. Amen? So that God will be king in all ways, in our country, one nation under God. I bless you. I thank you for being with us these last three episodes. Uh, Thank you for joining me in the Move Forward podcast with Dr. Kim Moss. And uh, we'll see you again next time when we gather again for this very podcast, doing something new next week. Thanks for listening to the Move Forward podcast. We'd love it if you would take a moment to subscribe and rate this podcast, then share it with a friend. Subscribing gets you every new episode automatically downloaded to your device. For more information and resources from Kim, visit our website at kimmoss.com.